Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and welcome to part three of three on our talk on transitional cell carcinoma of the kidneys, pearls and pitfalls. And I mentioned last time, the very last thing I said was that large TCCs can be somewhat challenging because they do look like infiltrating renal cell carcinomas or even lymphoma, and occasionally METS or even XGP. Here's a good example of an infiltrating tumor in the right kidney. Could be a renal cell, though I might go with lymphoma, but you gotta throw in their infection, and you gotta think TCC. Not a whole lot going on in that kidney, though the size is correct, compared to the contralateral left kidney. And as you go through the images, even as you get to the excretory phase, you can see there is some function in the kidney. The calyces you really never see. You see some dilated calyces, perhaps. You don't see opacification. And you can think about an infiltrating process. You can think about strange infections, though. Pyelonephritis, you would see stranding around the kidney. You don't see any stranding. The kidney would be larger if you had such bad pyelonephritis that there was no function. Renal infarction, if you had um, a patient with a renal vein thrombosis, but then you do get some cortical medullary differentiation or you get some perfusion in the periphery of the kidney. If there was an artery occluded, what is going on here? Well, that was a transitional cell carcinoma. A great example of an infiltrating TCC looking very much like an infiltrating renal adenocarcinoma or even a metastasis. Again, here's some late images. You see a little bit of the vessels in the lesion. Tough call. Another example, this patient actually presented with lung mets. You can see pleural mets and rib mets and lung mets. And you could think about renal cell as one of the causes. That would be a good thought. And there's a large mass in the left kidney. Renal cell, next case. Well, you keep looking. Look at the dilated calyces in this mass. Let me go back again. Look at the calyces throughout the kidney, particularly upper pole, but the kidney's large. A renal cell is not gonna give you such large calyces, though it is kind of mass-like in the mid and inferior aspects. Here it is with cinematic rendering. Large mass, when you look hard, it looks like the process is extending into or arising from or infiltrating in the renal pelvis proper, which is very good for a TCC. And so what you're dealing with is a TCC originating in the renal pelvis, growing down into the proximal left ureter, but then growing upward and obstructing the calyces and causing this enlarged kidney. So very important to recognize that possibility. Now, when I think about TCCs, remember this talk is on the kidney, but TCCs are multifocal. They go to ureter, they go to bladder, and you can see them in the contralateral kidney. And we talk about 40% of the time this will occur. In this article, we made the point about uh, the most common imaging manifestation of TCC in the ureters is urethelial thickening. We made the point that TCC of the ureter is hard to pick up, particularly if the primaries of the ureter and you don't have anything else. TCCs of the ureter can cause hydronephrosis and you see a transition point, but sometimes they simply don't. And often you don't have the entire ureter opacified so you can miss things. It's very tricky. Now it can be associated with bladder cancer, but that's not always the case either. So it's very, very important to look at the ureters as carefully as you can. Remember we spoke about MIP imaging for looking at the calyces in the kidney. MIP imaging is very good for the ureters. Now the challenge of course is ureters have peristalsis. 
Even in the most normal of ureters, there's often non-opacification. So you got to be careful not to confuse non-opacification due to peristalsis or contrast transition with a tumor. And again, remember, on every case when you have a known TCC, look carefully for these satellite lesions. Okay, so ureteral TCC. 2,290 cases, not all that many, can occur anywhere in the ureter, but mainly it's in the distal ureter. It's also the area that's most difficult to distend, and so it's easily missed. The ureters can be involved by lymphoma and metastasis. Breast is the classic one. Metastatic breast to the ureter is a classic finding, but GI, prostate, cervix, and RCC are other possibilities. What can we see with ureteral TCC? Ureteral thickening is the most common. You can see abnormal enhancement, particularly when the enhancement is asymmetric, focal, or in conjunction with thickening. Remember, you also can see urethelial enhancement in patients with infection. You can see ureteral calcifications, stranding, and you can see focal filling defect or mass, particularly when there's a mass, usually there's obstruction present. But an important thing to look for is transition, transition between normal ureter and where the lesion is. You need to be very careful about being able to look at that. So here's a good example. You look at the left kidney, you don't see any hydro. You don't see any hydro in the right kidney, but look at the ureters. You see the right ureter looks okay. Look at the left ureter. There's some subtle thickening in the left ureter. You look at it a bit more carefully. In this case, what's going on in the right ureter? Is this just an opacification? Could be, but then you look at it by tracking the ureter downward, there's infiltration here, transitional cell carcinoma. Or this case, look at the ureter. Look how irregular it is right here, this narrowing that looks like infiltration. You could think about infection, TB is a thought. This was carcinoma, a TCC of the ureter. Same thing here. Look at the ureter. Look how from the pelvis to the proximal ureter is narrowed. There's soft tissue around it. That's periureteral fat stranding due to local tumor spread. Again, TCC. Another example here. Look at the patient's right ureter. You see how it's thickened? Yes, you could think about infection, but this really shows prominent vascularity, asymmetric enhancement. This was TCC. Again, there is this overlap with TCC and infection, but it's very unusual to get infection in the mid-ureter only. If the whole ureter is enhancing or by the pelvis, you could think about it, but mid-ureter, you better be thinking tumor first. And again, here's another example where there's infiltration and a small TCC. Now you can see the small TCCs, particularly early, do not cause obstruction, but again, instead of looking at slices, you look at the volume or you look at the MIP, and you see the obvious transition and the obvious tumor. Here's another example. Here's a patient with transition points in the urinary tract secondary to malignancy. You look at the patient's ureter, it's dilated, and then there's a transition. In the old days of IVPs, this used to be called the goblet sign. And by the way, even for that not very impressive tumor, look at the liver metastases that are present. Or in this case, this is where it's tricky. Remember we said distal ureter is most common. Is this just autopacified distal ureter on the left? Or is it some thickening? Is it infection, inflammation? No, this was a tumor. You're not always gonna be right. Sometimes you're gonna 
sample this and it'll be inflammation or just some focal thickening. But again, you gotta be careful. You need to really aggressively manage these patients. Another case with ureteral involvement. And you can see the soft tissue thickening. Go back, get a delayed scan, but you have to have a high level of suspicion. Now you can get urine cytology. Well, what happens if the urine is negative? Well, urine is often negative with TCC, often takes three or four times to get urine cultures. And sometimes you just don't get positive cultures. So not seeing tumor in a urine sample does not mean the patient does not have tumor. But here very nicely with the ureter and the calyces all opacified, you can see the two centimeter long tumor in this segment of a patient with a duplicated collecting system, but in the upper pole, there's the patient's tumor. Another example, look at the patient's uh, patient with hematuria. You can see here, there's a soft tissue mass. Here's a portion of the ureter which looks encased. And you could see that it's much more extensive. And as you follow it down, the ureter is dilated and there's filling defects. You can see this is a classic example of a TCC. Now you can get narrowing from TB, you can get filling defects with uh, inflammation, but these are dil dilated ureter with multiple filling defects, a very classic appearance of TCC. There's some dilatation of the ureter and the renal pelvis above it. Beautiful example of TCC, just showing you a number of different images and the importance of display. Sometimes in the scenario, delayed scans are helpful. You also can see the patient had a right nephrectomy, and this is a patient who developed a TCC in the contralateral ureter. Again, very, very nice examples showing this. Very, very nice. Here's another example. Look at the left ureter. Now, sometimes there are bulky masses. Here's a mass in the course of the ureter. Looks like some nodes down in the pelvis here. Is that really the ureter? Well, when you look at the coronals, there's the ureter, and it's infiltrated and it's growing down. It looks like it's involving the bladder as well. Patient has an angiomyelopoma in the kidney, some calcifications, but this problem is distal ureter into bladder, TCC. A little bit of enhancement of the very distal ureter, maybe some faint uh, dystrophic calcifications are present as well. Just a good look at showing you this infiltration. That's a TCC involving the ureter and the bladder, growing from ureter into bladder in this case. Sometimes bladder grows up into ureter, but just a very nice set of images on a lesion that was missed two or three times. It's very easy to miss ureteral tumors. There's no doubt about it. Another example, obstructed left kidney, why? You follow the dilated renal pelvis to the ureter, you follow the ureter down to here, the ureter is dilated, there's a soft tissue mass there. That's a big TCC with some adenopathy causing obstruction of the left kidney. A beautiful sagittal view, there's the dilated ureter, there's the mass. Just a wonderful example of a TCC of the ureter that's bulky. Another patient, patient had a bladder TCC several years earlier. Now look at the left kidney, it's infiltrated. The borders are gone, they're a paraortic adenopathy. You give contrast, normally functioning right kidney, definite infiltration left kidney. Again, I would be thinking about lymphoma because there looks like tumor in the pararenal space and that's very classic for lymphoma. Could this be lymphoma or is it TCC? 
This looks like TCC perhaps, but I don't see TCC with nodes or masses in the pararenal space. You follow it down, you can see the patient previously had a cystectomy, and this was a TCC. So you can see TCCs and lymphoma can easily overlap, and they can get adenopathy and they can get implants in the pararenal space. And here's some delayed phase imaging showing you the infiltration of the kidney and finally the excretion of contrast by the kidney. But again, the epicenter tends to be the renal pelvis, which puts you more into the TCC category. I don't think you're always going to be right. In this case, I would surely have said I would want to make certain the patient does not have lymphoma. I know the patient previously had TCC, but still people get two different types of tumors. Here's just an example showing you another patient who had um, cystectomy with nodal dissection and now recurrent tumor in the left kidney. We speak about a patient who had um, prior TCCs. You just always have to be careful. You can see the left renal pelvis is infiltrated. Uh, this patient uh, will also have lesions in the bladder. So again, a difficult diagnosis. We mentioned mimics lymphoma, metastasis, infiltration variants of RCC, and XGP. Another example, left kidney infiltration, periodic nodes. What's exactly going on? Well, you follow it down, there's nodes, there's something going on in the pelvis, there's left pelvic sidewall nodes, there's delayed function of the left kidney, there looks like maybe a lesion in the left side of the sacrum. Here it is on excretory phase imaging. Delayed function, trapped contrast in calyces or in the interstitium, this large mass, and then you follow it down. There's also a mass in the patient's distal ureter. So a patient with TCC of the kidney and ureter at the same time, that indeed does happen. Remember that surgery for a TCC is removing the ureter and the portion of the bladder because of the high propensity for having drop lesions. Now, when we speak about infiltrating renal lesions, I just want to give you this chart just to, that I showed you some TCCs, but again, I kept saying lymphoma or renal cell. And again, there is at times a little bit of confusion potentially with pilo or contusion, but usually it's not much of a problem. We see IG4, but typically it's perirenal space involvement. And radiation therapy usually gives you the ports and you have some history in that regard. People talk about IG4 involvement of the kidney and potentially confusing you for transitional cell. And this article mentioned that IG4 can also involve the ureters as well as the kidneys. But I think the appearance of IG4, the way it infiltrates in the kidney is different than the infiltrating pattern of TCC. And this article also made the point that it's not gonna be a problem. Also with IG4, you commonly see involvement around the region of the patient's aorta. You may see it in the renal pelvis, you may see it in the kidneys, because IG4 is often multi-organ, multi-system involvement. Now, sometimes you're gonna lose. This patient um, had distortion of the calyces bilaterally, particularly the left kidney, but it's bilateral. And I guess theoretically you can have bilateral TCCs, it does occur, but there's something infiltrating around the calyces. Could it be lymphoma? I don't see the mass effect. It's not a renal cell. TCC is a good thought. This ended up on cytology being 
inflammatory, okay, infectious. So look at the diagnosis, candidiasis. Okay, if a patient's immunosuppressed and the calyces look funny, we think about infection. But bilateral, the stretching, the infiltration, I was worried about tumor. We all were worried about tumor. And the patient had some cytology that was concerning. At the very end, it ended up being inflammatory and the very usual infection, candidiasis. So pitfalls, detecting the lesion, but confusing it with a different type of tumor inflammatory disease that happens. But most importantly, at least then you're working the tumor up, you'll hopefully get the right answer. The worst thing is when the lesion is not detected for a number of reasons, including the phase of acquisition, the timing, or the lesion's small, and you're not paying attention to those subtle signs, you're not looking at your MIP, you're not looking at your coronals. There are many pitfalls in looking at TCCs, and I've gone through them. Again, the ability to miss additional lesions because you're so happy with your search pattern, you found the renal mass, and then you miss a ureter or a bladder lesion. Again, TCCs need to be followed, and they're followed carefully. The challenges in the ureter we spoke about, I did not go through bladder cancer TCCs in the bladder. I showed you maybe one or two examples, but we'll come back for that a different day. Again, the key pearls, data acquisition, critical. Excretory phase imaging, critical. Data display, coronals, and sliding MIPS. Image interpretation, be careful, look very carefully. Clinical history is helpful, hematuria. Obviously, if the patient had a prior TCC, that's very helpful. We've gone through pitfalls, and hopefully I've given you some great pearls. And with that, I thank everybody for their attention. If you like this video, make sure to subscribe to the CTSS YouTube channel. You can also visit us at ctss.com for even more videos, plus quizzes, pearls, protocols, and oh so much more. We're also in the App Store and have well over a dozen apps for iPhone and iPad, all completely free. Thanks for watching.